Live Spring 87. Lima, Sierra. Cabin crew prepare for immediate departure. Quiet on the set. Quiet, people. In three, roll tape. Two, rolling. One. studio and now your host hello 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 how are you today it's so good to have you here and it's great to be here and hey we're here together so i guess the uh, moral of the story is here we are <laughs> welcome hi this is steve webb and i am the host of the lifespring family of podcasts you happen to be listening to LifeSpring, the original show in the LifeSpring family of podcasts. This is where it all began. Let's start with Jimmy Bratcher today. Bad religion. That's right. Watch out. That's Jimmy Bratcher. And that uh, bad religion can be bad, but uh, religion is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a relationship. LifeSpring is where you come to find out about some of those answers that you might have on the whole God thing. Uh, Most of the people that listen, I'm actually talking to people who don't really have that whole thing answered for themselves. Talking to you, if you really don't know whether or not you're going to believe in God, whether you believe in Jesus, anything like that. 
Um, lots of the listeners that we have are believers, and for that, I'm thankful. And actually, we're going to hear from several of them today. But uh, if you're here and you're just kind of curious about the God thing, welcome. You're the person that I'm talking to. All right. So you know what? What we're going to start off with is some feedback, some audio feedback. Now, I'm such a dork. It's <laughs> it is so seldom that I open up my Skype and see if there are any messages there. And I recently did that, and duh, there are messages there, and so I want to play them. Some of them are um, uh, actually a couple of months old or even longer, but um, they're from people that I correspond with quite, you know, quite often via email. And so I want to uh, kind of tell you, or show you anyway, what kind of feedback we get and encourage you to uh, phone some feedback in anytime you like. Let's listen to Keith. Good morning, Steve. This is Keith Broadbent at Peaceful Turtles. Peaceful Turtles. We've uh, chatted a few times on uh, Google, and I just wanted to say hi and tell you how much I appreciate your cast and uh, what it does for me and that I can always send somebody there who is a seeker who is questioning uh, uh, these issues. Uh, God bless you. You know, Thank I, you, Keith. you're one of the people I can't hardly wait to meet. Well, I also, agree. good news. I'm one of the GM employees that's eligible for early retirement. So my day job just might have gone away. Hallelujah. <laughs> that reminds me of a of a song on the Podsafe Music Network about quitting your day job. I really hadn't planned it, but let's listen to it. Start my day off just like everyone Except I got my dream I'm gonna quit my day job too Just like you Okay, okay I gotta punch that clock I gotta pay my dues Oh yes, it's true I'm gonna quit my day job too Just like you I I was made for more than Just being someone's tool I can make my own show I'm gonna quit my day job too Just like you Oh yeah I'm gonna make it in my living room You can all download it soon Yes, it's true I'm gonna quit my day job too Just like you Is not enough. My server blew out in a puff. My RSS feed might be lost forever. How did ever come to this? When did we get so big? Subscriptions going through the roof. An overnight without a clue. Looks like our dreams are coming true. Like everyone But I'm a rock star now And I've quit my day job too Just like you Oh yeah I 
That's Jeff Smith with Quit My Day Job from the Podsafe Music Network. I really had not planned on playing that, but uh, after Keith's comment about uh, maybe quitting his day job, uh, it just seemed to fit. That's kind of cool. Some of our Podsafe music now is just becoming part of our vocabulary. So very cool. Hey, here's another comment from another listener who also happens to be another podcaster. Oh, by the way, I, I don't know if you caught that. Keith Broadbent there, He's he mentioned he's from Peaceful Turtles. That's his podcast, PeacefulTurtles.com. Let's listen to Steve with the For What It's Worth podcast. Hi, Steve. This is Steve from the For What It's Worth podcast. Yeah, I just said that. I was just calling to uh, let you know how much I enjoyed Life Spring 82. Thank you. Uh, titled What Jesus Papers. Yeah, I What Jesus Papers. That was just papers. a well-done podcast, hmm. very spirit-led, and uh, it, it, it was really great to hear something that uh, that was well, I don't know how to put it. It just it touched my heart. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Steve and Don. Don is his wife, D-A-W-N. Um, they are from the Sierra in Northern California here. And they do a, a just a podcast where they talk about kind of what's going on in their lives. Um, Steve's a good guy. I've corresponded with him many times uh, via Skype and email. And he recently had some surgery, and uh, he's still recovering from it. He had surgery just before Christmas. He almost died. And so I'm, I'm glad to hear that he's, uh, he's on the mend, and I appreciate the comment there, Steve. Now, here's James. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about James from the U.K., and this was actually called in. Now, I'm really bad on this one. This was called in on January 18th. Really slow on that one. Uh, I have, I have uh, sent James a, a reply, a response, but I decided that uh, I would put this one, uh, this comment up on the show today so you could get to know James just a little bit better, like I do. Hi, Steve. James from the other side of the pond here. I thought I'd give this um, Skype answering voicemail thing a go. Um, I hope the quality's all right, because when I did a test on Echo 123, it was a bit breaky-uppy, but I guess that's because it's the evening over here in the UK and everybody's online. Um, anyway, I just wanted to congratulate you so much on joining the Podshow Network. That is really, really, really brilliant. Um, such a wonderful way that you can spread the good news and get your show what it fully deserves to be out there. Um, I actually kind of guessed that that might be what was happening. Um, and I was right, which is really cool. Um, with your uh, emails that you sent out saying that you'd... Um, been to see Adam and stuff. I kind of put two and two together and actually made four, which is quite unusual for my maths, really. Um, anyway, congratulations. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the great shows. Um, you've got one subscriber here that's staying put. I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'll keep on praying for you, brother, and keep up the great work. Um, I'm off to watch a game of football now. That's proper English football, you know, with the round balls and without the helmets and pads and stuff. Although I do love American football, obviously, as well. And I had thought that one of your, you wanted some Ask Steve questions. Well, how about who you, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? Personally, I'd love to see the Steelers do it. <laughs> Big Ben and the bus plowing on through in Chicago. Wonderful stuff. Anyway, brighty ho, I'd better leave you to it. I'll see you later. Thanks. Keep it up. Good work. And thanks for the shows. And bye. Bye. Thank you, James. Uh, <laughs> there I go again with my bad accent. Uh, actually, James does really good accents. He he listens to and watches quite a lot of American television, and he actually follows American sports closer than I do. I'm not really a sports person so much, and so when he said, "Who's your pick for the Super Bowl?" I you know I just got I I don't know. But uh, thank you, James, for that comment. And uh, sorry it took so long to get it on the show, but I haven't played a lot of. Um, audio comments on the show. So I'm just kind of playing catch up here. And speaking of um, comments, uh, take a listen to what also was on my Skype recorded uh, comments and uh, uh, see what you think about this one. Welcome to the mental health hotline. You have reached the mental health hotline. Please make sure that you make a selection from the following menu. If you are obsessive compulsive, please press one repeatedly. If you are codependent, please have someone press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, 
please press 3, 4, 5, and 6 now. If you are paranoid, we know who you are and what you want, so please stay on the line and we will find you. If you are delusional, please press 7, and your call will be transferred to the mothership. If you are schizophrenic, listen carefully to the small voice, and it will tell you which number to press. If you are depressed, it doesn't matter what number you press, no one will answer you. <laughs> if you are dyslexic, please press 69696969669. If you have short-term memory loss, please hang up and try again later. If you suffer from low esteem, hang up now. All operators are way too busy to talk to you. <laughs> After the beep, please listen for the beep. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm getting this, I, and this, I think, well, let's see, it may have been the first time I heard this particular person's voice, and I'm going, what's going on here? That's Matt. If For those of you that go over to the LifeSpring Family Podcast, or LifeSpring Family Forum, um, that's Matt, uh, Matt Crispin. I had some other emails that I wanted to share with you, just to kind of bring all of this feedback up to speed, and then we'll, then we'll get to the uh, message today. I've been getting a lot of really good email about the Hymn Stories, Lifespring Hymn Stories podcast. This one says, hello, I really enjoyed the new Hymn Story podcast. Can't wait for more. Thanks for all your hard work. And that's from Rick. And another one said, um, just finished listening to Hymn Stories. You sure nailed it. I love praise and worship music, but those old hymns are so powerful. We've been blessed to have a worship leader who keeps hymns in our worship time, and I look forward to hearing more. That was from Corey. Corey uh, is a is a long-term listener as well. Thank you for that, Corey. Uh, let's see. Here's another one. This is from Chris. It says, I'd like to thank you and Kathy for the April 25th podcast. That's when I talked to Kathy Brixey about her uh, multiple sclerosis and her cancer. Um, he, Chris says, I personally have recently lost my mother to breast cancer. She fought hard for 12 years before it had spread uh, too far and caught up with her. It's great to hear stories of people fighting and surviving cancer. Really don't know exactly why I'm sending this email. I just felt that I needed to thank you for your strength. Well, Chris, I thank you for the feedback. And, and really, everybody, I love to get your feedback. Um, it kind of lets me know when I'm doing something right and when I'm not doing something right. And, and I really want this to be a dialogue between you and me. Speaking of dialogues, wow, the last show that we did about the dinosaurs and Neanderthal man and things like that, ooh, baby, I got a lot of response on that one. Here's a couple of emails to just kind of give you an idea. Let's see. Um, this one is from Ron. It says, your Dinocast really hit a nerve. That is like it clashed big time with my Catholic Christian beliefs. I actually wrote you a two-page email explaining Roman Catholic theology on the Bible but I didn't send it, not knowing what I would actually accomplish by doing so. I mean, it's religion, third rail of conversation. I guess if you, if I sent it to you, you'd um, let's see, it would just be to illustrate how a billion of the world's two billion Christians view the subject with no real intent beyond providing another viewpoint on our common faith. I emailed Ron back and I said, you know what? We agree on the basics, on the, the basic question that I always ask at the end of the show is, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And you know who he asked that of? He asked that of Peter. And Peter said, well, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, you know, God had revealed that to him and, uh, you know, on and on and on. And Peter, of course, our Catholic brothers and sisters believe that um, Peter is was the first pope. And uh, so, you know, we agree with Peter that Jesus is the Son of God. And, and that is the main thing. That is the question that is going to be asked when we stand before God, uh, when he says, why should I let you into my heaven? If you profess faith, if you believe, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's it. All the other things are peripheral issues. Um, and last week, when I gave you my uh, um, ideas, uh, my answer to uh, Cuffy's question about dinosaurs and cavemen, those are my beliefs. And I, I've always been a person that, that states what I believe rather strongly. But please, don't, don't think that I'm saying that you have to believe all of these things exactly the way that I do. Uh, I, I I speak for Steve. I don't speak for the church. I don't speak for um, my even my own personal church where I attend. I'm not a pastor. I am a, a layman. Uh, 
who has ministries in my church. I've, I've taught Sunday school of basically every ages from, from just little bitty kids all the way up to adults. Um, I've led Bible studies and on and on and on, but I'm not a pastor. I'm not paid to give my ideas. I'm not paid to, I, I'm not a, a, a shepherd. I don't, you know, have a flock of people that I, that I lead on a weekly basis. I mean, what I do here, this is just a conversation between friends. I'm here and I'm talking to you and uh, it's just me and you. And I, I talk about what's on my heart. I talk about what I believe God has spoken to me. And it's not, you know, it's not a spooky thing like, you know, I hear voices type thing. But Christianity, following Christ, is a relationship. And it's a relationship between a person and Jesus. And I talk about that relationship. And I talk about the way that I see the Bible, the way that I understand the Bible. Now, I be, again, I believe that I'm right. But at the same time, if we agree on who Jesus is, all the other things are what I consider to be side issues. And there are even people out there that are going to say, Steve, no, that's really not it. All of these things matter. And I'm not saying they don't matter in terms of, um, let's see, building your faith, um, building your, your, uh, your body of beliefs. Uh, so I'm, I'm not minimizing them, but I don't think that if we have differences that it should cause us to not be able to be friends, not be able to be able to sit down and exchange ideas or exchange them over email or Skype, which, by the way, Skype, my Skype ID is Lifespring underscore podcast. And you're welcome to Skype me at any time. I just wanted to say that that. Listen, when I tell you what I think when I'm here, you know, talking to you, I'm not saying that you have to believe everything my way. Otherwise, you're all wet. And I know that Ron didn't think that I was saying that. At least I hope he didn't think that I was saying that. It, we we trade another another couple of emails after this one comment that he sent. And I, I think that everything is cool. But that was a good jumping off point. Just to, to say what I just said. Um this is a conversation and I don't think that I have all the answers. Um, I'm, I'm willing to say that I could be wrong. <laughs> Ask my wife, the lovely lady Leanne. She'll tell you that I'm wrong quite often. Okay. I'm sorry for that, but I, I just had to say that. Uh, let's see. Matt F asked for scholarly articles to support what I had to say on the show. And I sent him several links and another one, um, guy by the name of Jupiter. I think it's a guy, maybe not a guy Jupiter. You didn't identify what gender you are. So I'll just, Say, this person said, I listened to and greatly enjoyed the episode about evolution and dinosaurs. One question is that isn't the flood before Job? And you know what? He's the only one, he, she, it, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, is the only one that brought this up. In the show, I mentioned that um, God was speaking to Job and he said, he, he talked about a creature that sounded like it could be a dinosaur. Okay, so uh, Jupiter here says, well, isn't the flood before Job? And the reason he said that is because I said that I believed that the dinosaurs perished during the flood. And if, uh, and then I also said that when God was speaking to Job about this creature that could very well be a dinosaur, the way it was described, um, the implication was that um, God knew that Job was familiar with dinosaurs. And so when God brought that up in conversation with Job, then he was using something that Job would have been familiar with. And Jupiter saying, well, hey, the, weren't the, didn't you say that the dinosaurs were all gone? My answer to him was, yes, the flood was before Job. And then I said, because of the constraints of time, I didn't make it clear that I do not believe that all dinosaurs perished in the flood. Some of them were probably on the ark and survived. We obviously don't know when the last dinosaur died, but it is conceivable that some were able to survive and procreate for some time in the post-flood ecosystem. It is thought that the environment after the flood was quite different, and that could account for dinosaurs' limited survivability as well. Overhunting by humans might have brought about their demise, too. We do know that species have been eradicated by this means, so this is not out of the question. Uh, 
So then I said, I hope this helps. Feel free to write me again. And I, you know, to anybody that has a comment about anything I ever say on the show, please send your comments to steve.lifespring at gmail.com or Skype me at, at, at uh, lifespring underscore podcast. And I'll be happy to, you know, to have that exchange with you. So all of that to uh, just kind of bring everybody up to speed on the kind of feedback that I've been getting. And again, I thank you very, very much for it. All right, now let's get to Christy's comment, and that is what the show is going to be about tonight. Hi, Steve. This is Christy. Tonight, my husband and I finally had the talk with our oldest son. Phew. Of course, we discussed the biology of reproduction, but we also discussed the religious aspects of sex within the covenant of marriage. Steve... I was a single, never-married mom with my first child, and he's a pretty sharp kid. When I told him that God blesses sex within a marriage, he asked me, Did God bless it when you had me? My heart dropped as I said to him, God blessed you from the moment you existed. That's right. Even if God didn't bless the choices I made. Mm -hmm. In my heart... I know that God can bless the consequences of even our most wretched sins, redeeming them for His glory. So, Steve, could you please offer a little biblical perspective into how God might use our past sins for His purposes? Thanks, Steve. I really enjoy the podcast. Thank you, Christy. And that is Christy from the Psychology Podcast, and she gave me, you know, permission to to use this, and she said, you know, that she has not made it a big secret about you know how her first um, child was born out of wedlock, and Christy, I commend you for um, you know making that uh, something that is public so that um, others can perhaps learn from your experience. Okay, the question is a great one because so many of us have things in our lives that would be embarrassing if we let it out. Most people don't let those kind of secrets out, Christy. And almost every one of us has what you know people call skeletons in their closet. Question is, can God bless us or bless the consequences of sin? Can he take something good out of something bad? Uh, that type of a thought. And the first thing that I thought of, Christy, was, well, first off, and you heard my comment there, yes, you, you told your son the right thing. God blessed that boy from the minute he was conceived. And I told you in the email, Christy, that I sent back to you when you sent this um, comment to me, um, God knew from the very foundation that your little boy was going to be born, and he knew um, from the very foundation the circumstances under which he was going to be conceived. And yes, he blesses the boy. He loves the son. He loves this boy. He loves your son. He loves you. And so, but you wanted to have scriptural, I mean, your gut told you one thing, which was true, but you wanted to have scriptural support for it. Here's what I thought of. Think about David, King David and Bathsheba. David, for those that don't know, David was the king of Israel. He's also the one that that killed Goliath with the stones in in his slingshot. He grew up from a boy loving God. He knew God. He was very well acquainted with God, and he loved God, and God loved David. But at this point in his life, David was the king of Israel. Now, on this particular day, he was slacking. His army was off at war, which is where he should have been with his army. But he'd kind of gotten a little bit fat and sassy, and he's slacking, and he's up on the roof of his palace. And he looks down, and he sees... um, Next door, we don't know exactly how far away, but he sees this beautiful woman bathing. Now, you have to wonder, why was Bathsheba bathing where she could be seen? That's another thing, and we're not told about that. But when David saw this beautiful woman bathing, he wanted her, and he sent for her. She was brought to him, and he took her. They had sex. She got pregnant. Now, Bathsheba was married to a man named Uriah. 
Uriah was in David's army. Uriah was off at war. David says when he, when he got word that Bathsheba was pregnant, he said, oh man, what am I going to do now? I know, I'll bring Uriah home from war so that when he comes home, he'll sleep with Bathsheba and no one will know that she got pregnant while Uriah was off at war. So Uriah comes home and he says, no, I'm not going to be with Bathsheba. I'm not going to have sex with my wife because all of my buddies are back there at war and it would be wrong for me to enjoy the pleasures of my wife's company when all of my buddies are at war. And there's nothing that that anyone could do to get Uriah to change his mind. So David says, oh man, now what am I going to do? So what he did is he sent Uriah back off to battle and he sent word that Uriah was to be put in the front lines so that he would die during the battles. And that's what happened. So David was directly responsible for Uriah's death. Now, we join the story here at 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter, first verse. I'm going to read some scripture to you. I'm going to read it as quickly as possible because I'm already half an hour into the show and there's a lot to go over here. So be patient with me. I'm going to read through this quickly and I've got just a few points and then we'll close the show. All right, here we go. 2 Samuel chapter 12, the Lord sent Nathan to David. Nathan is a prophet. Okay. When he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and he grew up, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now, a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who'd come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who'd come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Now, you know what happened now, right? Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house, I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity upon you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who's close to you, and he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Wow, that was quite a, quite a judgment, wasn't it? Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. He repented there. He confessed. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. But because by doing this, you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter contempt, the son born to you will die. After Nathan had gone home, continuing reading, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and went into his house and spent the nights lying on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, 
While the child was still living, we spoke to David, but he would not listen to us. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may, be, he may do something desperate. David noticed that his servants were whispering among themselves, and he realized the child was dead. Is the child dead? he asked. Yes, they replied, he's dead. What do you suppose David did? Well, here it goes. Then David got up from the ground. After he had washed, put on lotions, and changed his clothes, he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and at his request, they served him food, and he ate. His servants asked him, Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now that the child is dead, you get up and eat. David answered, he said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows, the Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he's dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and lay with her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. The Lord loved him. Okay. From this scripture, we learn many things, and I could probably talk for about an hour about the entire chapter, this entire chapter in David's life, but let's just talk about some highlights. First, we learn that when we sin, we can't keep it a secret. It will be found out. Second, we learn that our sins will often blow up in our faces. We think that it's only a little thing. You know, David was just looking. Then the looking turned to lust. Then the lust turned to adultery, and adultery led to murder. That's the way sin often is. We start with something little, and then it grows, and 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 it blows up in our faces. Third, we learn that God will forgive our most foul sins. This, you, you just heard the, the, the litany of what David did. But, in verse 13 it says, Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. I mean, adultery, murder, and God forgave David when David repented. Fourth, we learn that even though God forgives, consequences cannot be avoided. The baby that was born from David's sin died. Now, let me interject something here. We look at that and we say, why should the innocent baby die? How terrible of God to take the life of this child. But please remember that physical death is not the worst thing that can happen to a person. This baby went into the presence of God when he died. How do I know that? Because of verse 23 where David says, I will go to him. See, the, David knows that when David, when he dies, he will see that baby. David says, I will go to him. This baby did not have to go through all of the trials that we all suffer. And he got to be with God. And so that was a pretty good deal for, for him, for the baby. Death is not the worst thing that can happen. It was horrible for David. David wanted this baby. That's why he fasted and why he prayed. But he was also um, a man of faith, and he realized that the baby's gone. He's with the Lord. I'm going to see him. And so I've got to get on with life. All right. Now, the fifth thing, and this, Christy, is where your question gets answered. After forgiveness and after whatever consequences come about, we know that God can bring about great things even through our sins. Listen, in verse 15 it says, After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had born to David. Notice, notice that it calls Bathsheba Uriah's wife. But then, in verse 24 it says, Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to be with her and lay with her and she gave birth to a son and and she gave birth to a son and they named him Solomon and the Lord loved him so check this out after the marriage 
Bathsheba is called David's wife. Before, she was referred to as Uriah's wife. Now, she's David's wife. God recognized the marriage. All right? So he recognizes the marriage, calls Bathsheba David's wife, and then what happens? Solomon is born to them. Solomon, who becomes the wisest and richest man who ever lived, according to the Bible. Solomon, who used God to write much, if not all, of the book of Proverbs and the book of Ecclesiastes. So yes, God can take something that initially started as a sin and bring good things out of it. You want another quick reference? Listen, in the Old Testament book of Joshua, there is a prostitute named Rahab. A prostitute. She helps two of Joshua's spies escape death in the hands of his enemies, at the hands of his enemies. We see in Matthew 1, 5, that she, Rahab, a prostitute, is in the lineage of Jesus. Jesus was descended from a prostitute. Can good things come out of our sins? Yes, by the goodness and love and forgiveness of God. Absolutely. Savior said, I want all to come unto me. It helps you break away from that sin that fools you in and be your very best friend. I I speak these words to you because you need to hear what I'm saying. It's really time to quit playing, son. So get on your knees and take some time to pray. Give him your life today. Oh, I need you, you to 
David Dowland with I Need You. And absolutely, we do need him. And I don't want to minimize the effect of sin. I don't want to minimize um, anything about sin here when I say that he can take, that God can take and make something good come from our sins. Um, That doesn't mean that, yeah, we should go out then and just, you know, party hardy. That's not at all what I mean. What I'm talking about is after we repent, after we turn our our back on sin and we come to God and we ask for his forgiveness and and we uh, do everything in our power to follow him, then when he sees our heart, a heart that is is dedicated to him, a heart that that, um, just longs and yearns to have a, a close relationship with him, then he will take those things and turn them around and make them good. David repented. David turned from what he was doing, and he lived for God again. So, please, that's very important. Don't. I'm, I'm not at all minimizing the sin issue. Okay, I've got a promo to play for you. They don't sell out 400 concerts a year. They don't have the entire world in love with them. They are all independent and all about the music. That's why we play them on the Podsafe Music Hour. When I was young with a crazy vision. So let's Hosted by Michael W. Moss. Um, that's me, folks. You can find the latest show on the web at podologist.com and also on myspace.com forward slash Michael W. Moss. Part of Internet Partnership Radio at IPR365.com. There you go, Michael W. Moss. Hi, this is Steve. Steve, this is Bob from Belmont. Hey, Bob, what can I do for you? I gotta tell you, Steve, I'm very disappointed that Lightspring is running ads. There's nothing that a podcast or advertiser can offer me. I'm very upset. Hmm, I'm sorry you feel that way, Bob, but I really like your passion. Have you ever thought about doing something about it? Like? Well, like starting your own podcast. You know, about the usefulness or non-usefulness of advertising and podcasts. You know, this is really exciting. Uh, Let's see, what could you call it? Um, Is there a domain name available? Um... I wouldn't know where to start. Uh, well, listen, I've got 19 domain names, all registered through GoDaddy.com. Now, wait a minute. Isn't that the company advertising on the LifeSpring podcast? Well, sure, but yeah, forget about that for right now. Just try it. Go over to GoDaddy.com to see if you can match a domain name to your passion. Searching for domain names is fun, and it's free. If you find one that you like, and of course, I'm not saying that you're going to. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but in the off chance that you do, at checkout, enter code LS1 to save 10% off any order. Or LS2 to save an additional $5 off of any order of $30 or more. And lastly, code LS3 to get your .com domain name for just six ninety five a year. So just searching for the domain name is free? And fun. Bob, you're just window shopping. <laughs> Hi, this is Steve Webb. Steve, GoDaddy had everything I need. I got the domain I wanted. I set up a website easier and faster than I thought possible right online. I was even able to submit my site to over 200 search engines and directories at once with GoDaddy's Traffic Blazer. I used the codes you gave me. Save me a bundle. I just produced my first podcast on how advertising won't work in podcasting. All by using GoDaddy.com. Yes, all by using... uh, Say, Steve, um... This doesn't change anything, you know. Oh, of course not, Bob. Again, I want to thank Ron from Griddle Cakes Radio and John Bell from Bells and the Bat Free for helping to put that together. Ron did all the work. I did. I read my part, and John Bell did his part masterfully. And there you go. And I really, I want to thank you for responding to the GoDaddy ads. Those of you that have, um, I've heard, uh, I've got some reports that um, you know some of you have. Uh, gone over there and got a domain or picked up a website or, um, you know, I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I just uh, hope that you continue to uh, support GoDaddy by doing so support the LifeSpring podcast. So thanks again. 
This is from Oli, who lives in the Faroe Islands. I got this from a friend of mine. Maybe you, this could be a nice ending of one of your shows. And Oli, I think it's a great idea, so that's what we're going to do. Name of this is Life is a Piece of Cake. Sometimes we wonder, what did I do to deserve this? Or why did God have to do this to me? Well, here's a wonderful explanation. A daughter is telling her mother how everything is going wrong. She's failing algebra. Her boyfriend broke up with her and her best friend's moving away. Well, meanwhile, her mother is baking a cake and asks her daughter if she'd like a snack. And the daughter says, absolutely, Mom. I I love your cake. Well, here, have some cooking oil, her mother offers. Well, yuck, says her daughter. Here, how about a couple of raw eggs? Oh, gross, Mom. Would you like some flour then or maybe some baking soda? Mom, those are all yucky. To which the mother replies, yes. All those things seem bad all by themselves, but when they're put together in the right way, they make a wonderfully delicious cake. God works the same way. Many times we wonder why he would let us go through such bad and difficult times. But God knows that when he puts these things in a, all in his order, they always work for good. We just have to trust him and eventually they will all make something wonderful. Listen, God is crazy about you. He sends you flowers every spring and a sunrise every morning. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery. Podshow and Limelight.